Hello and welcome to Grace Life Duras. We are a gospel-centered church family focused on reaching the unreached and making disciples. We pray that this teaching will help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus and discover more of the reality of Christianity. Hello beloved, great to have you back as we continue with speaking about empowered prayer. We are heading into part four and I'm excited to be sharing with you today a bit more about the benefits of praying in spirit or praying in tongues. Now don't switch off, don't stop listening. If you have not been part of the series, I want to encourage you to start from the beginning. Or if you have not been part of last week's teaching, just go back and listen to last week. What I really want to express to you through teaching this is that there is a reality in our Christian faith that we can experience. It is not just a religion we follow, but our Christian faith is a reality that we have. And it is that we are now spiritually alive. And if we are spiritually alive, then there has to be evidence of that. Okay. And so I'm going to be speaking about that today. And I know, I know that it's going to bless you, it's going to challenge you, and it's going to encourage you. And so open your Bibles, take your, or get your Bibles, get a notebook, get a pen, make some notes, and be refreshed by the word of truth as we dig a bit deeper into what are the benefits of that which we have through the ability to pray in spirit, or as some people say, pray in tongues. Let's start with prayer. Father, I want to thank you that you are here guiding reminding, refreshing, and challenging us to see you as you want to be seen. Thank you, Father, that we will be able to to just throw away any blind spots or any tradition of man that might be stopping us from receiving the truth in its fullness and from walking in that fullness that you came to die and give your life for us to have. Father, I want to glorify your name, that there is no one like you in all the earth, and that you alone are worthy to be praised. And so as we get into this, I thank you, Father, that you are showing us more and more of yourself and more and more of your truth, because you are good, because you are loving, and because you are kind. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. So... Through this series, we've been looking at a definition of prayer, which I like to um, put to you as something more than just a relationship with God. Actually, if we look at the Bible, prayer is more like the act of surrendering to God, where we, first of all, focus on God, because prayer is about God, and we shift our focus from the situation to God. It is also a place where we surrender where we surrender and um, give things to God. It is the place where we take up our authority to release His power into situations on the earth. And it is something supernatural. It is obviously also, prayer is also where we can get personal and can connect to God in a very personal and relational way. But there is power when we pray. And last week I went into speaking about the importance of surrendering to the ability to pray in spirit, how it's already in you and how it's released by faith or through faith by you surrendering to what is in you. But one of the things I realized afterwards is many times we just stop teaching when someone has now surrendered to the ability to pray in spirit. 
Now they have it, we kind of check it off like a checklist and then we slip, simply move on. Okay, that's done. Now they have it. Where that's not actually what we should be doing. What we should be doing is saying, now what do I do with this ability? What do I do next? What do I do now? What are the benefits of this? And so I'm hoping to share some of what I have experienced, but also more than that, share with you what the word shows us about the benefits of praying in a spiritual spiritual language. So here we go. Uh, first point I'm going to touch, and I've touched some of them last week, I'm going to go a bit deeper this week, is first point we can see from Isaiah. So if you have your Bible with you, turn to Isaiah 28, verse 11 to 12. I'm using my electronic Bible today, so you won't hear me paging, but let's get into it. Isaiah 28, 11 to 12. Indeed, he will speak to this people through stammering lips and a foreign tongue. He who said to them, this is the place of quiet, give rest to the weary, and this is the resting place, but they would not listen. So God is speaking here about speaking to his people through stammering lips and a foreign tongue, okay? And we see here that the result of this is that it leads you to a place of quietness and it gives rest to the weary. Got it? So then, when it speaks about this leading to rest, it should make you think about the psalm, Psalm 23, where David himself says that God, as your good shepherd, leads you to quiet waters. He refreshes your soul. He gives life to you. And so when we pray in spirit, according to the scriptures, it should lead us, I want to say almost first of all, to a place of refreshment and rest. I've personally experienced this so many times where I have actually just started praying in spirit because I was tired. I was physically tired and God refreshed me and gave me rest. I specifically remember this as a mom of a new baby. How many nights I would, when I'm awake with a baby, just pray in spirit. And it had an effect on my soul, on my thoughts and my emotions and how I was dealing with things. But it also had an effect on my physical rest. My body felt refreshed. I felt like I could go on and on. And that God was giving me rest. Of course, I also slept. I will say that as well. Um, And I believe that there was also a result in that in my children. Because they were hearing, they were being encouraged and also touched spiritually by the fact that I was praying in spirit. I don't know how all of that works. But hey, that is what I, that's my experience. (laughs) So um, it really is when we pray in spirit, a place where we can draw from God's spirit to bring refreshment and rest to our physical bodies, and to our soul, our mind, um, because many times your mind needs refreshment and rest. We can overthink think things, we can overplan things, we can really ex- ex- um, exhaust, I think that's the English word, exhaust ourselves <clears throat> by thinking about things too much. When we pray in spirit, it brings that refreshment, it brings that rest from the Holy Spirit to remind you that you are not your own, but you are his, you are bought with a price, you are his, to remind you that when he is with you, no one can be against you, that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. It reminds you and brings a spiritual reality into your physical being where you can operate from that place of rest. And it's not just an emotional feeling of rest, it is a refreshment and rest 
that can be right in the middle of a very challenging situation, that you can draw from that refreshment, draw from the rest of the Father through the Holy Spirit, and you can operate in supernatural ability and even supernatural wisdom in situations. We see the evidence of this kind of in um, John 7, verse 37 to 38, where Jesus, on the last day of the great feast, he stands up and he says, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. The one who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. So it is speaking about that rivers of living water, the refreshment and the rest that should come from us who are believers from every believer should be able to operate in this. So the second thing I want to or benefit I want to point out to you is that when we pray in spirit, it keeps us in the love of God and builds us up in our most holy faith. Let's go to Jude 1 verse 20 to 21. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking forward to the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to eternal life. You see, here Jude is telling us, first of all, that this is once again for all believers. He says, but you beloved, the believers, what do you do when you pray in spirit? You are building yourself up in your most holy faith, okay? And you are keeping yourself in the love of God. You know, it is incredible when you pray in spirit how many times I have experiences as well where I could look at a situation in the natural and then go to praying in spirit and a supernatural faith starts to stir in my heart to see things in a completely different way. The situation has not changed. The circumstances are still the same. But now I am spiritually active or actively pursuing to see things from a spiritual reality. And when I do that, it really does become that I pulled myself up in my most holy faith, that now I'm stepping into the faith realm of God himself and I'm accessing that which is mine through the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ as Lord. Now I take hold of it and there is a manifestation. There is an outward evidence of it. I think, for example, of our time here in Albania, and we've been here now this year for eight years. This will be our eighth year. And how many times have things happened that so easily could have gotten us to say, we're going to leave, we're going to, this is not working out. Yet, because we pray in spirit a lot, God keeps on, in a, in a way, it's like he keeps on breathing new life into us to not give up on the spiritual dream that he has put within us of seeing all come to Christ, to the knowledge of Jesus and to experience their salvation. And so it's so inside of us now that it's difficult to move away from it because we have been praying in spirit so much. Even if things get difficult, we know deep in our heart there is still more to do here. There's still more to see here. And God is faithful to keep his word. You know, and so hallelujah, I will say that. Amen. You also keep yourself in the love of God. This is something that is incredible to me. Many, many times I've experienced praying in spirit, which is, like I said last time, a language you don't understand with your mind. And I'll speak about it a bit later. But <clears throat> it's a language that you don't understand with your mind. However, as you pray, 
you can remind, it's like the Spirit brings things to your remembrance and scripture to your remembrance and instances where God has been faithful to you when you're going through something difficult and it can completely change how you in your heart think, perceive and even then act in a situation because you are reminded of your your the love of God in you and for you. I think of this um, as a practical example to give you is I am married to a very wonderful husband, um, but there are still times we argue and we do not see eye to eye about things. Um, and so with that, in a situation, I've been there where I, my mind wants to say something, but my spirit knows that will not bring life, that will destroy. And there have been times where I just keep quiet and I listen to the Holy Spirit, I pray in spirit, and then I am in that moment before I, maybe I thought to say A, B, and C, now suddenly out of my mouth as I draw from him comes something completely different, like X, Y, and Z comes out. And then after the whole conversation, I realized, Father, I would have never thought to say that. But in that moment, the love of God helped me to say the right things to lead the conversation or the argument or the disagreement into the ways of God, into the righteousness of God, into the paths of God. And I so many times afterwards say, thank you, Jesus, that I didn't speak what was in my natural mind, but I could draw from your love. And I feel loved, you know, and my husband feels loved because we we didn't fight as I was planning to fight. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, so <clears throat> one of the other benefits, I think this is number three on the list. Yes. And one of them I want to I'm praying that you will receive fresh revelation on. If you've never heard about this, then just receive new, the first revelation for today. But if you have had the ability to, I mean, if you have surrendered to praying in spirit, and if you've walked in this for some time, I want to encourage you to open your ears to something that I've recently in the last few years, because of our good leaders, seen in a different light. And I want to encourage you with this because it makes more sense to me than ever before. Look at 1 Corinthians 14, verse 13 to 15. 1 Corinthians 14, 13 to 15. Any translation you want. Therefore, one who speaks in a tongue is to pray that he may interpret. For I pray in a tongue, my spirit, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unproductive. What is the outcome then? I will pray with the spirit, but I will pray with the mind also. I will sing with the spirit, but I will sing with the mind also. You know, after I received, or after I keep on saying received, that's how I used to be trained. Um, but actually, if we look at scripture more accurately, we see that it's just the act of surrendering. You already received all in Christ, as it says in Colossians 2 verse 10. You have been completed in Christ. And Ephesians 1 verse 13 or 16 says that you've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. You have all. When you became born again, you became spiritually alive. Now you have it all. So I'm not receiving something new when I pray in spirit. I'm just surrendering to that which is in me. It's not outside of me. I'm surrendering to that which is already inside by the Father through the Spirit. Okay? Now, listen. With this scripture, I used to see it like this. I used to see that when I pray in spirit, my mind is unfruitful and unproductive. So other translation says unfruitful, not just unproductive. And then it says, okay, so remember you must pray in spirit, but also pray in a, your known language. And that's how I used to see it, the two separated from each other. And then recently I've realized um, through good teaching of our leaders 
And just through new revelation of the scriptures, I realized that this scripture is not speaking about two separate things. What is Paul saying? You remember, Paul is the one who says, I told you last week, I thank God that I pray in spirit more than you all. Now, when we read that, don't move on from that. Think about what was the result. What was the result of him praying in spirit more than them all? He had great revelation of the scriptures. There was a natural understanding. His mind did not stay unfruitful. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. His revelation was difficult to understand for the disciples who lived then. In fact, 2,000 years later, we're still struggling to understand Paul. You know, think about that. His praying in his spiritual language had a natural result in his mind. So clearly, Praying in spirit didn't stay unproductive. Paul could not have meant, pray in spirit doesn't mind if your mind doesn't understand. What is he doing? He's linking it. He's saying when you only pray in the tongue or in your spiritual language, pray that you can interpret it. It's not speaking about translating it. Remember, I work with a translator and the work of the translator is not to interpret. The work of the translator is to translate word by word, what am I saying? There might be instances where she needs to translate and say, oh, this is what Alicia means. But mostly she is word by word translating what I mean. But interpret means that we are taking from the Spirit and we are getting the idea what the Spirit is saying. So we could, for example, see a a picture of something the Spirit is showing us. We could have words where we feel like I've had that before, where I just start writing down and God is encouraging me with some words. But it's not Now I pray in spirit, then that's the word. That's the word. That's what it means. It's not like some language we decode, like what you see in the movies. Now, what the purpose is of that interpretation of when you pray is the purpose or the outcome is then that when you pray, you pray in spirit so that when you pray with your mind, spiritual words, spiritual truth comes out. I've how many times when I've prayed with people, I didn't know exactly what to pray. And then I pray in spirit. I touch their hands and I have spiritual words. I have words of wisdom and words of encouragement. And it flows from me, things that I know I could not pray. And then I think, wow, Father, thank you. You are ministering through me to this person whom you love deeply. And you're touching their heart. Why? Because I have been active in my spirit, praying in the spirit. Now words of spiritual life comes out when I pray. It's not just words of words, like natural words. Now words of power come out. And then he says, I will sing with the spirit, but I will sing with my mind also. And that's what that means. So if you have maybe believed for some time that when I pray, my mind is unfruitful, so I just pray in spirit. I want to challenge you with this. When you pray in spirit, thank the Father that you can pray in spirit, which means my mind is now being over, um, I have an override function where I'm not praying according to natural wisdom of my mind. I'm praying into the spiritual wisdom of God. We're going to get into that now. But when we do that, now say, Father, I thank you for interpretation. And then as you pray in spirit, now pray in your mind with your natural language. And as you do that, expect to hear things that the Spirit is saying to you. Expect to have revelation over the situation or people you're praying for. Expect that there is a result, okay? Not that you stay unfruitful in your mind forever. That would not be wisdom. So now, I just said that you have kind of like an override function when we pray in Spirit. 
This is because when we pray in our spiritual language, we pray beyond natural wisdom and we tap straight into the mind of Christ. Think about it. I really believe that is why we have such attack against the reality of praying in spirit, why there's so many churches against it, denominations against it, why there's so many um, people I've met who are hardened against it as well, who doesn't want anything to do with it. And that was really my heart in teaching this, that I would teach it in love so that people would come and just at least those who maybe even have hard hearts about it, just hear what a precious gift this is. You know why it's so difficult for some traditionally trained people to surrender to this or to hear about it is because the devil is working hard to get Christians to not surrender to their ability to pray in the spirit. Why? Because when you pray in spirit, you pray spirit to spirit, spirit to spirit, your spirit praying um, to God's spirit. And now this language the devil cannot understand. He cannot interfere with your prayers. He does ha not have any rule or dominion over your that prayer life at all. Doesn't have any rule or dominion at all in your life as well when you're a believer. We'll get into that some other time. But when we pray in spirit, that is just between you and the Father. And so when we pray, we therefore access the natural, uh, sorry, the mind of Christ that bypasses the natural wisdom. Look in 1 Corinthians 2, 11 verse 13. If you have time, go and read all of 1 Corinthians 2. But now let's zoom in here on verse 11 to 13. For who among people knows the thoughts of a person except the spirit of the person that is in him? So also the thoughts of God no one knows except the Spirit of God. Now we have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God. We also speak these things not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. You know what? We see here what Paul is telling us. He's saying when we, when we, if we really want to know who God is, we cannot know him except through the Spirit of God. And one of the ways we get to know God through the Spirit is to be in the Scriptures. I'm teaching today. I'm not just telling you my experience. I am getting into the Word. That builds us up. And that Word, as Jesus said, is Spirit and Truth. And so as we get into the Word, we are built up to see who God is through the Spirit of God enlightening the Word to us and showing us who He is. But also when we pray in Spirit, the Spirit who is God Himself draws out the mysteries of God and reveals them to us because we don't have the Spirit of the world. He can now freely show us who we are in Christ, the things that are from God, that the things that we can now freely have access to. He shows us when we are actively praying in spirit. And then I love how he finishes this. He says, we also speak these things not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. I really believe he is speaking here about when you pray in spirit, combining spiritual thoughts, which means what you're doing spiritually, your, your thought life is now becoming um, fruitful and now you speak with spiritual words isn't that powerful you know I think it's incredible to know this okay 
So we are running out of time. There's still many more benefits, but let's go to this one. Which one shall I say? I shall say this. I shall give you also what I believe when we pray beyond natural wisdom, tapping into the mind of Christ. I would like to also say this. When we do this, we pray in spirit and we start to really have an expectation. I spoke about this on Sunday. You know, we always get what we expect. And if our expectation of our Christian life is low or wrong, we will still get what we expect. And I want to, and I hope that even just listening to these few benefits, we're not even finished with them all, but just listening to a few of these benefits, that it will encourage you to seek this out and to surrender and say, Father, I thank you that I'm born again. And because I am born from above, the Spirit of God lives in me. I am now one with you. Nothing stops me from just surrendering to the ability to pray in an unknown language. And just open your mouth and start whatever you hear. Doesn't matter how funny it sounds, spit it out. Pray it out. Don't try and pray with your natural language. Pray with your unknown language. If you are part of a church, please connect to your pastor or leader and start. And they will help you to start praying it. If you're in a church that doesn't believe in that, contact us. We would love to just minister to you about this and uh, speak to you about receiving that. If you are um, not in a church, get in a church. You know, if you're a believer, you need to be around other believers. The body of Christ, the power of God on the earth is so powerful. We really need other believers around us. And if you're listening to this today and you have questions, you're more than welcome to reach out to me. Um, and just contact us and we will be happy to share what we can. But I want to finish this today by saying this very important thing. Hopefully you've not put the recording off. <laughs> but uh, you know what I find is that since I have surrendered to this ability to just pray in the Spirit, I have found so many times that Scripture, the Word of God, the Bible becomes clearer and clearer to me. Many times as I've read things, I remember I, I always was a Christian. I was just stuck in a lot of tradition. And then I rebelled against it. And then 15 year, more than 15 years ago now, I heard the true gospel and it radically transformed my life. And then the best thing that happened was a few years later, I went and became part of a church and a Bible school. And that established me in the truth. And I'm so grateful for that. And with all of that, what happened is in that time, uh, after I started praying in spirit, I realized looking back how natural it's become to me to pray in that and to trust the Lord for him to reveal his words in the Bible to me, his truth in the Bible to me, because we really need a revelation of the word of God or yeah, the word of God, the Bible. If we just read it naturally, we will get a lot from it. Absolutely. You can get a lot from it. But even Jesus himself said that these words are spirit and truth. And therefore, they need to be understood or even taken from the spiritual reality. You know, I've, how many times have you maybe read a WhatsApp message or a message someone wrote to you? And then you take it in the wrong way because you cannot hear the person, how they're saying what they're saying. You're only reading it like a message. 
And so how, how much more do we not need to understand the spirit behind what is being written? The spirit, what is God trying to say? What is he communicating? What is his message through the word? Um, if it even, you know, because we're just reading it, it's just actually just um, a lot of words on page. But if it becomes spiritual, if it's spiritual words, now we need something more to understand it. And that more God has given us through sending his son who died for us. He rose him from the dead and now he has ascended. And because of that, he has sent his spirit to fill us and make us born from above. Now that we're born from above, we have his spirit so we may understand spirit to spirit. And when we surrender to speaking in the spiritual language or the language which is called tongues, when you surrender to that, what happens is there's almost like an activation like a turbo in a vehicle <laughs> that just accelerates your growth in God. It accelerates how you understand things. It is the thing needed for you to be effective in the great commission that Jesus has given us, as I showed you last week. And it is powerful to building yourself up in your most holy faith, keeping you in the love of God, giving you refreshment, giving you rest, and empowering you to be a witness as you live out Christ among your people and among your world to see God's kingdom come on the earth truly as it is in heaven and to see him move in you and through you in miraculous and powerful ways. So don't underestimate it. Don't just walk away from this teaching and say, great teaching. That's all I needed. Check. Challenge, I want to challenge you <clears throat> to say, Father, you knew I was going to listen to this. You knew I needed this. What do I need to take from this? Where can I step in more? Where can I step out more in this ability, this gift that I have to use it more and more effectively for the kingdom of the, um, the Lord? If I don't have it or I haven't surrendered to it yet, Father, how do I get there? What do I do? What's the next step so that I may also be part even more and more of what you're doing in, in your work on the earth? We love you guys. See you, speak to you soon or see you soon. You can find more of our free teachings on our website, www.gracelife.co. And if you're ever in the Duras area, we invite you to join us for one of our gatherings. Our aim is to help you discover Jesus, find family, and experience life. To contact us or to find out where and when we meet, visit our website, www.gracelife.co.